0: Welcome back to Judging Book Covers, your monthly book club podcast. I'm Stephanie, and as always, I have my amazing and wonderful co hosts here, Megan Griffin and Ollie Brady. How are you both doing tonight? Good. I am. Pretty good.
1: Pretty good? All yes. Pretty good.
2: Pretty good. Um, I would also just like to reiterate that I'm currently just a a featured guest host. Uh, No. Because Megan may kill me someday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I just worry about you ollie in general like i do all of my friends i'm very upset that i was called the responsible friend earlier today i just would like to point (laughs) this out i don't like being the adult here, adults in the room and (laughs) this is apparently what i am i think
2: maybe for the listeners megan is a little (laughs) bit annoyed about the fact that while i am significantly older than her i would say seven years older than she is um (laughs) i still see her as my uh, responsible friend who will give the good advice and not my friend that I would message when I want the bad <laughs> advice.
1: This is my place in life to be everybody's big sister. Huzzah. <laughs>
2: Including your older <laughs> friend.
1: <sighs> Guys, I've watched so much romance stuff this past few weeks. It's been great. Yeah. But Queen it- Charlotte's.
2: I, oh, what, is okay. That, I haven't watched okay. it. Is that a Bridgerton? Are you guys?
1: Baseball? So it's the Bridgerton spinoff. What it is is it's between Bridgerton kids getting married. Um, the uh, Queen Catherine's the heir to the throne. The next generation has died, um, and it also so it's her dealing with that while also flashing back to when George and Ca- uh, Charlotte met and started and got married and and all that stuff and it's really good it's so like bridgerton's fine i feel like i'm very frustrated every season for various reasons this i loved 10 out of 10 okay highly recommend
0: nice
2: i must give it i've still never seen bridgerton
0: i watched the first season just watch this but I 100 watched it for that guy. I can't even think of his real name right now. Name. Reggie, Reggie Page, something yeah, or yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Who's in? Oh, have you seen him in the D and D movie yet? No, and I, I
0: really did. want to.
1: It's so on what? Paramount Plus. It's really good. So
2: give <laughs> it five stars. I'll give you mine. Spent three hours talking about it with Tracy and Sarah, and uh, <laughs> it, then on it's the last so episode good. of Medieval that came out, which probably came out so it would be a week ago as people are listening to this. I talked about it again. That's how much I enjoyed it. So.
1: <laughs> Highly recommend. Definitely,
0: Definitely want to see it. saw the trailer and I was like, I am in. And then because we have the baby, movies are like, it's a project. Top Basically, priority. when we're in Connecticut and baby can stay with grandparents, that's how we saw Scream 6. We're going to go see the Fast and Furious movie <laughs> this week. No, Yeah, this coming weekend when we go. And we'll have to repeat that two more times because apparently instead of two final movies, it's now going to be three.
2: Ooh, yeah, I serious? heard that. Yeah, it's going to be so the we're Fast end up with... trilogy.
1: Yeah. Fine. Oh, my God. So yeah. 12 is going to be the last one.
2: The last for now. Yes.
0: For now, because I don't believe it.
1: <laughs> Megan, just, believe a, it.
2: just a really quick question, just not connected to anything. Reggie Jean Page in Dungeons and Dragons movie, would you consider him a himbo?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: he give, He gives off real himbo vibes.
1: Yes, Yes, which makes them just that much more attractive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm very excited for this movie.
1: <laughs> when they can't understand sarcasm, it's wonderful.
0: Yeah,
2: it is pretty funny. Uh, and not in a Batista in Guardians of the Galaxy way, like in an actual funny no. way.
1: I did see Guardians 3. Oh, yeah? It's very sad. Yeah. Oh. I I wasn't expecting, it's about Rocket like if you're not aware it's about Rocket and there's a lot of animal torture in there and I was not ready for that there's too much of that
2: and there's one particular scene where the one where Rocket um, uh, is trying to escape Megan and the little rabbit in the background is having what I can only describe as this is coming from the dad of a special needs child is having a special needs child panic attack in the background and it is yeah. So raw and real yeah. that I was welling up with tears in that yeah. cinema and I looked around and I could see a bunch of people who were in the exact same situation and it's not, and the movie is good and I wouldn't say that people not do it but if you, if that's the kind of thing that, that gets you and it really gets to me like I was, I mean if Rocket didn't do what he did that scene I would have got up and started punching the screen like so.
1: Yeah, it was definitely uh we felt for Mother's days it was oh, good. But it was it was like it was good. It's got a happy ending. It's ending up the trilogy. Thank God it's not a focus on Chris Pratt for a change. It's a focus on Rocket, which I really liked. Also, happy first mommy's day. Oh, yes, thank you thank you sorry i just put that okay. it's been a really long may yeah it's
0: been a really long may it has been but i'm also like it's over and it's already almost I somehow
1: oh my god
0: the year is flying. yes it
1: really is it is it is I need to calm the fuck down
0: okay so you both saw this movie Yes. Okay, because I have a question. Because I, like, I don't know. I lost steam on a lot of the Marvel movies, the Marvel stuff. I feel like I can't keep track. I also totally forgot this movie was coming out and that it was already out. Do they find Gamora? So. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. A good bit of Gamora is explained, I feel like. Yeah.
0: Does she. I know it's not the, the Gamora from this timeline, but, like, does she get with Chris Pratt?
1: Well,
2: that would be a spoiler. Megan, I believe you've been watching Dairy Girls.
1: I did. I binged all the Dairy Girls like two days ago. It was great. If you haven't watched it, absolutely should watch it. <laughs> I loved everything about it.
2: Has grown up in the vicinity of Derry, Derry, and knows a lot of Derry Girls in real life. That is, and, and grew up at the time when that I would be. In, I'm the same age as the girls in that show so i would have been oh, that's awesome. 16 17 in 1996 1997 and yeah uh, it is eerily accurate and brilliant so i highly recommend it for everybody because it's hilarious but very realistic too
1: yeah it was very real to i think how any teen would feel like in you think of like uh, growing up in those like what do they call it? Unprecedented times, which like <laughs> the 90s for you guys, mm-hmm. you know, had that. And so in the background, all that's going on. And right. occasionally it's part of the foreground, but for the most part, it's about these four girls.
3: Girls. <laughs> doing
1: stupid shit. And the nun, who's the best character. Mm. Sister, Sister Michael.
2: Michael. Sister Michael.
1: <laughs> and yeah. And then James. Just, poor James.
2: I'm a Dari girl, he says at the end of the first season. It's brilliant. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, he's the uh, English cousin of one of the girls who his parents are going through a divorce, so he's comes to town and is appropriately hated.
2: Yeah, he's hated for fun. being British. And then he... It's What I like about it is that... People just assume he's gay because he's hanging out with the girls all the time and he goes <laughs> to the girls' school, and he's like, "But I'm not gay." What are you talking about? Uh, but nobody's giving him shit for it or anything. They're just like,
1: oh, "No,
2: we English boys gay." <laughs>
1: yeah. um And what's her name from Bridgerton is in it, the the friend. Yes,
2: I. She's one of the very oh, yeah. girls. Um, yeah. Despite yeah. the fact that she is thirty four in real life.
1: Yes. Well, all of them. I was looking at it and James is thirty. I was like Wow looking at it and I was like oh you know, maybe he's early twenties. He's thirty. And I will say like so by the end I was like, Okay, they're definitely not teens. Yeah. Oh, I also watched Exo Kitty, which is the sequel show to All the Boys I've Loved before. Oh, oh. very oh, cute. Okay. Very cute. Highly recommend i've been in my rom comp field
2: (laughs) stephanie have you been watching anything good in the last
0: one kind of keeping with our cooking shows we have kept up with top chef from this season um are either of you watching megan are you watching top chef
1: i have seen the first three episodes i need to catch up (laughs) okay
0: well top chef all-stars um yeah. I, we got to a point a few weeks ago where i was like Ooh, but i like everybody i don't want to see anybody go home so oh, no. <laughs> i know it's like nice when there's like no assholes but then it's also like oh someone i like is gonna have to go home no one to root for <laughs> to go home right <laughs> and then we started um the bear on fx that's
2: the he's a chef. About the chef yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah, the yeah. guy from Shameless that they're all like, oh, this new, amazing, and it's like he's been in Shameless for like a decade, guys. <laughs> yeah. Are you enjoying
0: the bear? Yeah, we were, I think, three episodes in, so it's like, they're at this like, uh, it's like a very fast, like he was a like a chef and he went to culinary school, uh, wrote cookbooks, he was in New York, and then he comes back to Chicago to run... It's not quite a diner, but it's like, it's very chaotic to the point where I'm just like, this is making me very anxious. Um, there's definitely <laughs> like some struggles with the hierarchy with him being, being back in town and everything. Um, yeah. It's interesting. It's good. It's good. It, there's only eight episodes I'll in the first season though. So I feel like I'll to me, to I was like, this is yeah. manageable to, to jump into because there's only yeah. eight episodes yeah. and the second season hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's really it we were gonna watch a movie I keep falling asleep on the couch so (laughs) maybe this week while I'm off we'll like put some movie on I don't know what (laughs) (laughs) haven't really watched any in forever (laughs) so (sighs) it is what it is
1: I redid what did I rewatch I rewatched all of Riverdale to get ready for season 7 which has been a little boring Um, And now I'm watching Pretty Little Liars, because apparently I just really love chaos. (laughs) So, you know.
0: As long as you're enjoying it, that's all that matters. It's a
1: lot of, like, hate watching, I'll be honest, (laughs) because, like, it really pisses me off that, like, in the books, she dates her teacher for a book. And it goes on for seven seasons. And then they had the like new Pretty Little Liars thing on HBO and then they referenced Mm. this damn couple and I was so mad about that. It's like, yes, they are cute. They are very attractive people. Lucy Hale dude who plays Ezra, very attractive people. They're also a student and a teacher and I'm never going to get over that. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. But I just got through the first A reveal. So, you know. (laughs) This show, like... I got a lot of thoughts on Pretty Little <laughs> Liars, but that's not the point. It makes you oh, very angry.
0: You watched Ted what? Lasso, too. I feel like...
1: I did watch Ted Lasso. I have so many things that I want to happen in that last episode.
0: Mm-hmm. I am You're not... You're not happy with this last no, episode. No, because... All you have not watched.
2: I have not, but I'm I won't remember the spoilers in detail so. It's okay. okay,
0: that's fair. Okay. So for those who did not watch last week's episode, maybe don't listen. Um, I'm Starring not a fan. Nate does not spoilers now. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> Nate does not deserve redemption. He does not deserve happiness. He has done nothing to earn this. I don't want to see his fucking face at Richmond, but he's going to be there. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs>
1: I hope to find out that he had a lot to deal with the sexual harassment stuff. Like, I hope that that is part of the reason that he left.
0: And, yeah, I assume and, that that's why that he he left. I assume so he realized too, his boss but, is a fucking pig. He is yeah, not the Rupert Giles but, that we know, the Rupert we know.
1: <laughs> but I loved finding out Beard's backstory.
0: Yes. But I still don't feel that it was deserved for Nate. No, that's None fair. That was. That's like, fair. Hate. And I
1: don't think Beard thinks it was either. And I don't think either of you are wrong. <laughs> just just I so just feel
0: Like, he could have earned it, it if they had... Maybe if this was, like, next year or something. I don't know. Because, like, apparent- George saw, though, that they, like... Did the showrunner leave? Someone left. And then they ended up scrapping like, what, two-thirds of the season and then reshooting things. So I didn't know that. Yeah, so that we kind of think like Zava was supposed to be a bigger part because he just disappears.
1: Okay, yeah. And that's probably why.
0: Yeah, because I just assumed it was going to be them. that makes more
1: sense with these last two episodes have been like very info-dumpy in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think everyone was probably expecting the final thing to be them beating, um, is it West Ham?
1: Yeah, it, yeah, I don't know. I it is West Ham. We'll see if that yeah. is actually what happens. I what? I don't want to give too many spoilers for Ollie. You say you won't remember these things, but no, I, I would
2: <clears throat> probably remember every single one of them. But it doesn't bother me. I've never really worried about spoilers. If something's enjoyable, I'll enjoy okay. it anyway. Like it's it's fine. And I will eventually watch Ted Lasso.
3: You should. And
2: I will eventually watch Severance. For anybody who keeps saying to me, you should watch Severance.
1: Or not Severance. I watched the first episode of Severance. Succession. That's what I meant. Succession. I need to see Severance. Succession. I watched the first episode. It's fine. I'm sure I'll love it. I just don't particularly need a show where I'm going to hate every person.
0: Sure. Mm -hmm. That's fair. You got to be in the mood for that.
1: Yeah. And I have that. It's Pretty Little Liars.
0: There you go. (laughs) The whole show. Oh,
1: I felt like I read nothing this month but I think I read more than Ollie this month still yeah how many books did you read this month Ollie
2: I read five books this month and six books, books if we count our
1: <laughs> okay then you did read one more than me I can get one more done before the end of the month that's fine
2: oh, that's wait fine. hold on a second you don't feel like you've read much but you've read 6 books.
1: I read that's, 5 books.
0: That's a, 5 is a lot.
1: I normally read like double that.
0: <laughs> this is
1: why when my like my company's Facebook thing, we have that Meta workplace thing, they were like, "How set reading goals?" My reading goal's 30 books and I was like, "Well, my reading goal's 75 and I'm already at 42 for the year." Okay.
0: Wait, you have These Meta are not what the people?
1: The it's called workplace Meta. It's like Facebook work, like work for your uh, company. Yeah,
0: you know, I kind of feel like my last company. It wasn't Meta. It wasn't Meta at the time, so I don't know what it was. Had something like that, and I was just like, I'm "Fucking doing this." <laughs> so like, <I'm> not <laughs> I occasionally post
1: <laughs> pictures from work-related stuff, but most of it I keep on LinkedIn. Megan
2: i was going to oh, uh suggest we we talk something in depth about like how to get out of a reading slump like uh, just for, for the listeners like uh, have we ever been in a reading slump how we would get out of one and then i was going to link it yes. to the fact that i think today's book was a perfect book for it but oh, it is. but then oh. your reading slump apparently <laughs> consists of reading five books in a month and now i'm starting to worry about perspective and...
1: <laughs> I've had proper <laughs> reading slumps. Uh, five is a proper reading slump, especially because one of those books is was a reread. Um, I have had months where I have read nothing, but usually for that to happen, I've gotta hit some pretty low depressive espresso moments. Depressive espresso moments.
2: Okay, so now Sorry, again, I just... we're getting dark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i just like was i'm game. sorry
1: that my default like small reading is much higher than yours i'm sorry no i don't I, have Now kids. i feel like you're just bragging <laughs> but, like yeah. no i i just said i don't have kids that's why i, I have don't it. have the responsibility I read, what,
2: two? yeah <laughs> two I, two is a usual <laughs> month for one. me two to three i would be delighted with that look at bloody speed reader over there megan griffin Joey Chestnut of Readers.
3: Many... <laughs> what the fuck?
1: <sighs> Do you like me to see how bad my last reading slump was last time I had oh a reading my God. slump?
2: Stephanie, what books did you read this month while she's <laughs> looking? She has to go for her... Oh, look. I, in January, I only read 7,000 pages. Oh, what a slump I'm in.
1: In January, I read 12 books because I quit my job. Oh my 12. Well... <laughs> i have read almost more books this year than i did last year
0: wow Wow. i mean i guess i am doing more reading on the train because last <laughs> year was brilliant. so bad that
1: i just didn't read anything
0: i don't even, i don't even want to look oh at i lied
1: good. never mind
2: well what what did you read this week or this month um stephanie
0: Um, I read Juliet, or I think it's technically Juliet, takes a breath. Um, I mentioned it last time. I believe I said she was in high school doing an internship. No, she's in college. She's an adult. Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She's um, this young Puerto Rican girl, comes out to her family the night before she's going to go clear across the country from New York to Portland to do this internship with this feminist. Her mom does not take it well. It's a whole thing. Yeah. this feminist that she goes to do this internship with is very much one of the, like, just a white feminist. Oh no! And I'm just like, yes. how do you not see? I mean, she's young. This is like her first foray into feminism, but I'm like, this is not. She's oh, not no. the one. She is not the one. <laughs> yes, she has a, a an open like poly relationship with a black woman. But she's still not the one. Like, you gotta some things happen it's a whole thing she has this girlfriend but then the girlfriend's not answering her text messages i'm just like okay um but it was very much about like finding herself finding her own like feminist voice um yeah and like it's kind of one of those things of like don't meet your heroes <laughs> type of thing because things don't really go that well oh as she does come to learn her that feminist i can't remember her name that character um her shortcomings we'll say her um yeah, <laughs> but it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, I also read the guest list.
1: Oh, I've read that by Lucy. By Foley. Lucy, yeah,
0: yeah. I liked that one. That one it takes place out... is off the coast of Ireland, right? I think so. Yeah, I've read two of hers. So yeah, mm, I think so. sorry, I remember which one. Yes, on on an island off island? the coast of Ireland. Ooh, I don't remember what island. <laughs> and Ireland, the Goodreads does not Ireland say.
2: It's going to be one of those four. Which ones? It's either going to be Aaron Moore, uh, Ackle Island, or one of the baskets. Because the rest of them wouldn't be big enough to have anybody living on them.
0: I'm going to look. Um, it's a wedding that <laughs> takes place there. And they're like, it's told from different perspectives. Everyone has like secrets and stuff. And I didn't quite see the secret. Well, okay, I did see one secret coming. Once we find out the story behind why uh-huh. someone is like a little bit depressed, so I was like, well, I know what that, that is. <laughs> um, but then the rest, and then, cause someone does die and you know that going in. Um, I didn't quite see that one coming. So I was like, okay, I like that. It kept me guessing until the big reveal. And then even then I still didn't quite get why. And then as it comes, I was like, okay.
2: Nice. And um, would you recommend it?
0: I would. Yeah. Fun little mystery. Not super cozy. <laughs> I wouldn't call it cozy. No. Well, if it's one of the
2: yeah, islands no, it's, off it's the coast sad. of Ireland, it wouldn't be cozy. Those things are bare and <laughs> windswept. Um, did you also oh, read an Emily Henry book?
0: I did not, but I did ask because my... So one of the departments I support for trainings they started a book club, and I was like, ooh, can you be in the book club if you're not in the department anymore? And they're like, absolutely.
1: <laughs> oh, um, good, good. And
0: they're actually doing... TJ Klune's other book, The House in the Cerulean oh, yeah This month, yes, which I if I can read it during vacation my yeah. vacation this week, I'll be able to go to that one. If not, then next month is it's a happy place or happy people. Happy place by Emily Henry. Um okay. so I might might be giving her another shot. After what was it, the people we meet on vacation?
2: People we meet on vacation. Yeah. Or you yeah. Me, you and me on vacation as um it's over. Yeah.
1: Uh yeah. the book that I had to talk about in therapy, yes. yes.
2: Oh, and, oh, God, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I remember you talking about that right? Oh yeah.
1: And uh, the book that, that nearly sent me to the therapy
2: because I didn't understand how anybody could like either of the two main characters.
1: It's like <laughs> triple shits. I think you will enjoy if you if you can read it, The House in the Cerulean Sea. Yeah. Um do you remember when we read Seven Fallen Feathers? Yes. Will be very sim- like very mm-hmm. very related to that.
0: Yeah. yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine, who's already in the book club, who actually is also no longer in that department. <laughs> She's actually on my team now. <laughs>
1: Amazing. Um,
0: yeah, she was like, "Oh, the controversy." I was like, "Wait, tell me more." And she was talking about it. I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I immediately thought of the Seven Fallen Feathers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the group is definitely aware of that. Um, I think they talked about it okay, before good. they picked it too. So. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Okay, good. Yeah.
2: Wait, that's awesome. What's I can cut this out. What's the controversy about the House in Sea? So,
1: Seven Fallen Feathers is about the schools that uh Native American or Native First Yeah. What do they call them? First Nations Indigenous Anyways,
0: in Canada. Indigenous people,
1: yeah, yeah. in Canada, they, they forced these kids into these schools and then kids would die and disappear and all this stuff and yeah. and nobody was looking into it and stuff. And it's a very like he Based the book loosely on those
0: schools, mm-hmm. so and it was a question of like not really his story to tell, right? Type of thing, right. right? Yeah, but I will say I loved this book, so I feel that I would probably really enjoy that too. Uh,
2: I, I, yeah, House of I like House really of this nice. really like I genuinely enjoyed it, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say yeah, too much because it, I think it's a really sweet story, and like I wouldn't, you know. It's it's like a cozy fantasy almost.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, Ollie, what did you read this month?
2: I well, I was gonna say I read quite a bit, Megan, but now I feel <laughs> like I, I didn't read at all.
1: You read quite a bit for you. <laughs> My reading journey and your reading journey are not the same fucking thing. <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll do some quick some quick run through. So I read um, *Metamorphosis* and other stories by uh, Franz Kafka, and. Um, I had never read it, and in college, I remember telling people I'd read it, um, because I wanted to sound cool and and uh, and and sound like yeah, oh, this guy's well read, but um, I can put this into the I am not really a fan, um, category. Just it doesn't it doesn't work for me. I get it, but it's just not my type of story. And his writing style reminds me. Right, so again they it's one of those things where I'm going to say he reminds me of somebody, but if you read the novels by Murakami, they're not similar to Kafka at all. But I just meant as in his head is up his own arse so far that he thinks he's writing deep, meaningful stuff and it's just nonsense, so yeah. Um, My thing is Kafka, one of the greatest writers of the 20th century is bad. Um, so get that in a way. Um, then I read some Clive Barker. Um, one of the, uh, the the main horror writers from the 20th century. And my takeaway is that he's bad. Um, I wouldn't read that at all. Uh, then I read The King's Buccaneer by Raymond D. Feist. And uh, yes, yeah, beautiful story. It's amazing and it's wonderful. And I recommend it to everybody. Although it is technically book five in the middle of a series, but it's like a standalone in the middle of that series. And if you've never read a Feist book, highly recommend it. Just, just lovely wonderfully written story about a young man who was born with a deformity and how he rises above that deformity to achieve something in um a, well as a buccaneer basically where they don't judge him for how he looks they judge him for what he does and it's a really nice story then i read winter warriors by david gemmel uh david gemmel damn this hits different when you're uh when you're in your 40s than when you're in your 20s because as the name suggests this isn't about warriors who are fighting during the winter this is about warriors who are uh getting older and maybe aren't able to do the things that they used to and uh yeah it's just a lovely story about uh people coming to realize that they're not quite as gifted as they used to be and it's beautiful and i cried and uh yeah damn you david gemmel Uh, whatever then i read (coughs) mankind Have a nice day. A Tale (laughs) of Blood and Sweat Socks. The autobiography. That
1: is a massive book.
2: uh, The autobiography of Mick Foley, um, uh, a well-known wrestler. uh, And it is highly entertaining. I had never read it before. And I was like, I'm going to give this one a shot. And it is really, really fun. Like, he... because he wrote it himself, so there's no ghostwriter in there. You can tell this is just written by somebody who's never written before. And
1: <laughs> how many pages is it?
2: It is seven hundred. Because I think
1: massive on your screen. Seven hundred thirty-five
2: oh pages, and this only covers the first part of his career up until he wins the WWE title for the first time. So this is like 1990 to 1999. He has three oh, other read. autobiographies that are roughly the same size and come after this
1: that is insane um,
2: yeah uh, I genuinely this is one of the most entertaining biographies or autobiographies I've ever read he like maybe it's just because I was into wrestling at the time so I really want to know it but he is really funny and the stories <laughs> he tells are really funny so yeah I highly recommend it um, other than that nice. I read our book that we're going to be talking about later Megan <laughs> What were the five books that you were disappointed in yourself for only reading?
0: You know this is going to come up again and again and again, right, Megan? I know. <laughs> okay. I know.
1: I regret so many things. So I read These Fleeting Shadows by Kate Alice Marshall, which was hey. very similar to Our Last Echoes. Okay. But not related. Like very similar vibes. Um and then I read The House with Good Bones, um which is a novella horror story it was pretty good um good girl bad blood which is the sequel to a good girl's guide to murder because that's the series I'm just going through and then episode 13 which is like a episodic not episodic uh pistolary novel of about a tv show filming the finale of like a ghost hunter show and it's like all this found footage because the entire uh crew disappeared so Okay. Would
2: you would you yeah. recommend just that uh, because I I kind of I got a message just yeah it's gonna, pretty good but would you recommend the Kate Alice Marshall one like
1: I mean yeah it was good I just like literally reading it I was like this is very similar mm. to our last Echo yeah
2: We're, okay. so, I'd give it I'd give it really some like that, that so yeah leave it a little bit and then yeah. read it up so
1: yeah 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 I'd recommend
2: um... <laughs> I'm delighted I changed my mind on Kate Alice Marshall
0: me too I am too. I'm glad that uh, we tried other things of hers.
2: Yeah,
0: I
1: was looking at uh, other books to recommend for like this coming up, and I have a few more of Paul Tremblay's uh, books and short stories. And I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna recommend these. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I thought of you. I forgot to message you. I thought of you both last week. Yeah, last week I had to go to the dentist, and I ended up driving on Benefit Street. Benefit and something is Ooh. where Mercy's apartment was.
1: I can't Ooh. remember where, but.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
2: You're like driving down going, this is where Mercy lives.
0: There's a vampire here <laughs> somewhere or not. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.
1: Ugh. Let's talk about happier things.
0: Yes, let's talk about happier things. Like this book that we, re- even though, okay, the book <laughs> that we read for this week, Under the Whispering Door by TJ Klune, is about a man who's died. But I do think that we all enjoyed it more than the Paul Bears Club from what i've gleaned
1: yes okay
2: (laughs) i thought this was fantastic okay
0: (laughs) yes i agree (laughs) oh it's so good like short synopsis before any spoilers wallace has died a reaper comes to get him and brings him to this quaint little tea shop that i want to go to where the owner says he's going (laughs) to help him pass on and it's basically him coming to terms with the fact that he's died and didn't really live a life because he was constantly at his law firm, work, work, work all the time. Um, and so it's like trying to live a life as a ghost for the few days that he has uh, before he passes on. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: So, yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to, you know, the way normally we, get, we go into quite a lot of detail about the books, uh, and uh-huh. it's obviously a spoiler podcast. So, you know, people are expecting this or whatever. Uh, I I, I kind of don't want to do
1: that on this one
2: because it's just delightful and I find like right, so not to go into...
1: Wait, so I can't gripe about the end? No, 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 no
2: so we can, like, not there will be gripes, there will definitely be gripes, right and there's a, but normally like, the last couple of episodes we've been going through, like, basically a plot by plot beat, almost like what we do on Medieval, where we go through the entire Movie yeah. from start to finish and then talk about it afterwards, um. But in this, there's so many little moments that are just like I was just reading it going, oh that's nice, <laughs> oh that's really well done, <laughs> oh those two are so nice together, and I don't know if I want to specifically talk about them too much. But like, there's a couple of moments between Hugo and uh, Wallace that I just think are adorable, and I was reading them going, oh, God these guys are good. Like, I like, the way this is written is really good. And I don't know if I want to specifically talk about those if that makes sense. But the overall arcane plot, obviously, I'm definitely going to talk about that. But, Sure. Just, there are some things that as I was reading it, I legitimately had just had a massive smile on my face as I was going through Uh it. And I think if we were to talk about them and somebody just happens inadvertently get here, I don't know if it has the same impact if you're not reading it for the first time, if that makes sense.
1: No, that's fair. That's Uh fair. I will say that like, you should go into this book as a like queer romance story not on a book about understanding grieving because I was like looking at some reviews of friends and stuff who have read it and like yeah Mm. I was like I don't know how you read TJ Klune's books and not realize they're just wonderful gay stories but that's okay
2: yeah that's uh, that's an excellent point Um, if you are the kind of person who doesn't want to read about that then you might as well stop listening at this point uh, I, I yeah, get it not, I guess. Like, but what I'm saying is you're not going to hear any detractors on the podcast saying oh we should I don't like reading about this stuff Um, if that's the way you're thinking, and I, some people are like that and some people who are nice are like that but you know Maybe this particular episode is not the episode for you. This is not like when we read Winter's Orbit and found it boring as shit, by the way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The grapes we have are not with the queerness of this book. Um, But I do like that this is a... This is two men falling in love written by a man. Hmm. Which is not how most of those books are. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like double positive points for it being a gay guy writing about gay romance yeah there's a lot of women that write gay guys so
0: yeah i feel like we've talked about that before on here yeah
1: yeah yeah, yes and i do think my favorite thing is that i definitely texted two-thirds of the way through this book (laughs) i was like well just realized hugo's black
0: (laughs) what (laughs) i did appreciate the diversity in the book hugo and his grandfather then we've got mei ling the the reaper yes um so yeah i appreciated that
2: (sighs) okay so i have a question for you guys Uh, and not Uh to get into too Uh too many specifics right when you started out with reading the book um and we start with wallace how did you find Wallace? I'll I, I explain why. Because I, I read the back and it's like Wallace was unpleasant. And I was reading about Wallace in the beginning and I was like, well, that seems all right. <laughs> he seems, like, you know, he doesn't, it's not like, I wasn't reading it going, oh, what an asshole. I was like, he's just a crotchety old man. Or not an old man, but he's just a crotchety Hello. dude. Yeah, he's just a crotchety dude. He's a
0: lawyer. Yeah. I mean, he's a lawyer and, like, taking it to, like, the stereotype of a lawyer. Like, works all day, goes home, sleeps for five seconds, goes back to the office. Like, that's his life. He's also very... Like, when we meet him, he's firing someone. And he then rescinds her daughter's scholarship that she won through the law Mm -hmm. firm that he did not realize they did. He sees unemployment benefits as, like... Suckling off the government teat, I believe, was the phrase used there. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. What else? <laughs>
2: but see, this is what I'm getting at. Those are actions, right? Those are the things he's doing, and he probably sees fit as in his right. Again, I'm not defending that practice, right? And I come <laughs> from a first world country where we actually have good labor laws and stuff, right? So I, it's never that that would never happen over here, right? But as a person as a character i didn't find them particularly unpleasant They seems like maybe it's because we're getting it from his perspective like but he's he's all right like i thought i was like i've i've had days where i'm like this i've had days where i'm grumpy and crotchety like
0: days where you yell at other junior lawyers for not wearing designer suits that they wore something off the rack
2: yeah that was something Okay. If they're going to come in and they're not wearing your designer <laughs> suit. But again, that's more that's more work related stuff. That's what he thinks is upholding a good good position at the fair. And that's,
1: that's like, literally his entire personality is work.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes, he has an ex-wife and we do eventually learn of like, they had some good times obviously because they got married in the first place but things were bad when they ended to the point where I was like, why is she even at his funeral? Because I, I will not be at my ex-husband's funeral. Valid. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not even to like double check just to make sure that he is in fact dead.
0: I do not give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. No, that's a healthy perspective to have. Yeah, like we're done. We're not friends.
1: I'm fairly certain TJ Clune is British. Yeah. Not American, just to point out.
0: Hmm. I did also feel. I mean, okay. He, de- I think his response would probably be a response that a lot of people would have if they realized they were dead of like bargaining and trying to make it yeah. up so. But he goes into like lawyer mode of, "Do you know who I am? I have clients. I have this hearing, whatever, on Friday. I will sue the shit out of you." <laughs> it felt kind of a little bit like male Karen. I want to talk to the manager. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: yes.
1: Yeah. But you're right. It was like a stereotype of a lawyer rather yeah. than like. Like what kind of law does he practice? Yeah,
2: but yeah. I get it, so I see that as just setting the tone or setting the scene, right? Um, and even if he did realize he was dead, there are enough stories that existed by people trying to make deals with death. So he is a lawyer is trying to lawyer death, which I mm-hmm. like again sure. I I find that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vaguely (laughs) entertaining. I'm going to be honest with you. I was more on board with Wallace than I think you guys were at the beginning. I
0: mean, I figured figured he was going to turn it. I was hoping he was going to turn it around. It was going to go the way that the, like the description of this led me to believe it would be. Um, But like at his funeral, when he's like, wait, my assistant isn't here. Like he pictured that she would be here just distraught and beside herself because he, he's her whole world. No you're the one who had that where work is your is your life. Mm. Yeah. His assistant could not be fussed yeah. to go to the funeral.
1: <laughs> I also um, feel like he kind of writes a type. Like a specific kind of romance type. Mm-hmm. So like under, or in the house in the Cerulean Sea, he starts with a similar kind of guy who's just very goal-work-oriented mm-hmm. and needs to find the finer side of life yeah. and remember it's not all about work. Yeah. And Like, does that make you a terrible person? I mean, it seems like he's pretty shitty to his ex wife. Yeah, but
2: but, I mean, we don't know what she was doing.
1: We don't.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It seems that they both got ugly with each other towards the end.
2: As can happen. Mm hmm. Yeah. But I was thinking more. He's Devil's so Wear like, Prada ingit, or like is what I'm thinking is A going guy on here. who
1: had like a like a factory with kids. No, like right. What so, were you expecting? You know, when
2: Devil's Wear Devil Wears Prada, right? So yeah, uh, Meryl Streep's character. His name is gone from my head, and I, I should know it because I've seen that maybe, like fifty times. Um, that he just gives off those vibes to me, and. I I don't particularly find her that.
1: Miranda. Right? Miranda. First. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I could not. <laughs> and No, thank you. I couldn't. Yeah. Even.
2: And okay. with, with her like like I she's just a driven work person and I see this as like I was expect from what was written on the back. I was expecting a much bigger asshole. I was expecting him to be mm. either vaguely overtly racist or to be crazy sexist man or to be, you know, just a horrible human being. And what we got was, like, he's a driven work dude.
1: He literally took a scholarship from a college kid who had nothing to do with any of this.
2: Does the kid's parent work at his company anymore?
0: That should have no bearing on the fact that she won a scholarship, scholarship. like in the past essentially she won it this day it's hers
2: Listen, team when Wallace. mom works there team Wallace I, I, he, I, he's doing
3: fine I
1: am not team Wallace because work life balance is something that is super important yes. and also part of him like the beginning like I actually started this book last year and was like mm, you know what I'm gonna stop like mm. literally in chapter one because Wallace was like oh you're the kind of guy that like work is your everything and like why wouldn't you stay late for the betterment of the team because you're not paying me you know
2: right okay well again also I, I, I have no I have no kind of terms of reference for that like if I stay late to do extra work I get paid like so there's no real paid overtime kind of over here like.
1: I, I guess like he reminds me all the of all the workers like Stephanie and I kind of joined the workforce I think at around the same time where it was like you said yes and figured out how to do it later because like if you said no you were likely going to be fired they were going to find someone who could do it and that's changed but Wallace is still wanting to be that kind of guy it feels like he's like what do you mean like your entire world is not this company yeah yeah, and like, does it make him a bad guy. No, if he was a bad guy, would he have ended up in like he was at the end? No. He just... It just makes him a terrible white dude. That's all.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: he's a lawyer. Yes. which I did. I, I did... watched. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead.
0: I was. Gonna say, I did find it interesting when we do learn that the his three law firm partners that did go to his funeral. Um, they were all in law school together, all friends, and, like, when they graduated law school, to the horror of their parents, they started their own firm instead of joining up with another firm. So it seemed like they were, like, these young, idealistic, 20-somethings, I don't know, it it, it to me read, like, ready to change the world, and then they just kind of stopped being friends, because he does, at the funeral, listen to them talk shit about him and how terrible he was. It seems like they get along. <laughs> so yeah, maybe it's yeah. just him. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I mean, lawyers. <laughs> There's a special place in hell for them. Let's be real.
0: I do have a cousin who's a lawyer, I, but he is a nice guy. I don't actually remember what type of law he does, though.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I say this is someone in, who's in insurance. There's a special place Ugh. in hell for me too. Don't worry. <laughs>
0: Does anyone have a favorite character?
1: Nelson. Nelson's
2: the best. I was going to say Cameron.
0: But oh my god!
2: But I'm, but I'm Team Wallace all the way. Because yeah, right. I get so. This is, i right. This is the last thing I'll say about it. I don't see how Wallace is any worse than say. Uh, jack nicholson's character in as good as it gets or um shall we say otto in a man called otto like this is just your archetypal he's a grumpy man and yeah he, he can be like it,
1: it, it. what I, were you expecting like genuinely what I, were
0: you expecting Knowing this would say? be a rock
1: i
2: know i let see i didn't i'm trying to think what i was thinking
0: i need to like now i need to i need to see what the back of the book says
2: it says, basically, uh, Wallace was an unpleasant guy, and now he's in the afterlife, he's learning to come to terms with his blah, 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 blah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I would describe him as unpleasant. It feels like you were he's expecting worse than unpleasant.
2: Maybe I think I was expecting degree. worse.
0: But, like, I, maybe yeah. it's
2: just because I know a lot of people he's who are like this. You're just, like, worky people. And, like, fine, most of the time you don't have to deal with them.
1: How did you feel about the ghost? Just being ghost? Or like the ghost rules.
2: There is one thing that I wanted to ask about in terms of this, right? So to get to the tea mm-hmm. show and uh, so Hugo's grandfather is there, right? Nelson. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long has he been there?
0: Five years, I believe. Since he yeah and died. Yeah, why yeah.
2: is he allowed to stay for so long when Wallace and gets... They
0: explain it. They do explain it.
2: Well, why did I say... Yeah. What did they say? Maybe I must have missed it. So-
1: <laughs> Apollo and Nelson got to stay Apollo's and the help dog, because. Just for people yeah. Apollo's the dog, yes. Yeah. Because otherwise Hugo never would have. Never would have. He just would have probably collapsed into nothing.
0: Right, would have turned away from his calling, basically. So it's to yeah. kind of keep him on his path of his job as a ferryman.
1: So
2: effectively, uh, just to. to would that, there has to be some thought to be put in here. Uh, Wallace dies. And he gets reaped by Mai, um, so Reaper, um, and then she takes him to meet the ferryman. The ferryman is Hugo. And while people, sometimes ghosts, have a hard time accepting that they're dead or that they have to move on, so there's like a coffee shop for them to wait in until they're ready to go. And Hugo was there. Which is but, called what? Uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called. What is it called?
1: The T-Shop. Charon's Crossing. Charon's
2: Crossing. Yeah, yeah Charon's Crossing. C-H-A-R-O-N-S. Yeah. Yeah challenge crossing um but yeah uh, so they're at this place and this is the thing that right so they introduced this idea of the manager who had brought hugo down to like give him the job effectively but i don't get i don't get why it's a calling for hugo like just, like if, if there's a manager and they can install anybody into the job and may is or may is learning to be a reaper and it's her first year, and it's her first reaping. And then by the end of the book, spoiler alert, uh, Wallace gets to come back and is going to be training to be a reaper as well.
0: I, I think it's people who have certain gifts. Like, May started yeah. manifesting and like seeing dead people before. like Well before she knew any of this. And her mom was not about it. She used that whole My Way or the Highway and so May left at the age of 17. And then for Hugo... He, uh, more spoilers, when his parents die, he falls asleep on the couch, he wakes up and sees them, and then sees a reaper come to get them, but the re- like, he shouldn't have been able to see them, shouldn't have been able to see the reaper too, um, and then for Wallace, I got the sense that he had gifts because he was able to kind of catch on to being a ghost so quickly, even though- he didn't change it appropriately into the outfit he wanted he was able to change his clothes like mm. the very next day he like t- when he touched a chair like the lights flashed and all this other stuff and then sent it across the room so I think it's people who have some sort of innate calling for this like innate gift that yeah. is picked up on and then the manager is like okay May, you should be a reaper and Hugo you should be a ferryman and then Wallace <laughs>
1: I was really expecting May to be the other person that came back from the dead quote unquote because they don't really go into how she became a reaper it was mm-hmm. just that she could see ghosts and then she became a reaper and it was yeah. like okay but yeah. There,
0: there's
1: there's a good like 10 years in there that like <laughs> how? How does one become a reaper?
0: Um, yeah. Did so- your book have the end thing like the welcome May uh, May's introduction to reaping
1: no, I did the audiobook.
0: Okay. It didn't have that at the end. Uh no. This was like an extra like a like an extra chapter or two, basically a booklet that you'd imagine she was getting of like, yay, you have decided to become a reader. Oh, yeah, that's it's delightful. Like, oh, I didn't nice. okay. I don't have I yeah. did the audiobook as well, so <gasps> that's why that. That's very fun. It's okay. like 7,598 pages, this comprehensive guy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. oh, cool. And there's like words that are in capital letters that you can tell are like the fill in the blank, like where they would insert her name or planet Earth or humans. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah. there's Reapers for everybody and every being oh, and yeah. maybe other planets. Um. So that was a lot of fun. If you could find that little chapter, that was that was a lot of fun.
1: I'll have to look that up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Does there, there t- really isn't a ton of knowledge on how the manager picks and yeah. what about these experiences make them good outside of that it's their choice at the end of the
0: right. day. Like, Free will why, is a thing. Right. Or like why May could see the dead when like her mom couldn't and as far as she knows no yeah. one else in her family could. so
1: the the thing
2: about it is right so he he passes away and we're in this afterlife and you're going to go on the ferryman and the 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 classic story the ferryman is going to take you to your next your next zone shall we say um and a lot of people try to run away and try to escape uh thinking that they can either get back to their own real life or just go find somewhere else their own and wallace tries this initially and he comes across cameron who is uh is it husk yeah. they call them yeah she's yes. so basically like a, a, a like really scary monster and hugo explains that this is what happens when you go away you you disintegrate and you you lose your humanity and you just turn into this beast like um i would have expected there'd be way more husks if that makes sense like i
0: agree, I agree. yeah yeah i was expecting yeah. that anytime they went outside there could be husks like lurking around in the woods just yeah wherever yeah
1: and
2: I also felt really sad for Cameron when we get his backstory. like Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I, and
2: I, I don't think we should reveal, maybe go into too much detail in that, but it involves self-harm as well, so just for yourself mm-hmm. if you're, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think my book might have had a warning about that at the beginning. But I yes, that's a good warning for us to have.
1: Cameron and the... Reaper before May confused because I thought it was the former Reaper that was like stalking them before I realized, oh no, wait, this is a the the it before I realized who Cameron actually was. Mm-hmm. But there was a moment that I was like, wait, is this the former Reaper? Mm-hmm. My brain wanted this to go in a very different direction. I think the story was a little predictable. And so yeah. like my brain kept trying to be like, is this a twist? Is this a twist? <laughs> and No, it's a very cozy, coming to terms with how you should change your life. And also ghost dogs are the best. It was, yeah. Because it peed on the food and the food inspector. I did enjoy that.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the assistants to the the psychic in air quotes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I did like the psychic that part i I mean i enjoyed it i i enjoyed the coffee shop i just the indian i didn't care for
2: yeah, the, the coffee so it's set in the coffee shop and we meet just basically wallace is there trying to come to terms with the fact that he's dead and is making friends and becoming delightful uh with hugo yeah. and I, I i absolutely love their relationship and the way they play yes. off each other yeah. And I love how Hugo starts to warm to Wallace while Wallace is denying that he's warming to Hugo. And at yeah. the same time, I don't... Like, Wallace changes, obviously, and he's better. But, like, I, I, I enjoy the fact that he's still his own personality. Like, it's not like he suddenly changes oh, yeah. and becomes a completely different person. He's just mm-hmm. mellows. And he also becomes very much... I think the... Do you remember what happened with um, Is it Leah, the little girl,
0: yeah, who sees yes. her mom, and, and then she gets mom. yeah, and she yeah. gets
2: forced into, she gets forced off to the uh, into the next realm, um, the next stage, where by that by bad reaper by the bad reaper, yeah, and I think that really gets to Wallace,
3: mm-hmm.
2: like and I yes. like uh, to me that's where and that's so like it's 14, so basically it's just a lot of little stories about what it's like being in Charon's Crossing. And uh, the yeah. people that they come across, and the bonding between the three of them, and I also I really like them yeah. as a group of three as well, because and the fact that the two of them yeah. kind of get almost protective of May, like despite yeah. the fact that she's a Reaper and she is like <laughs> way more powerful than us, like so.
0: Yeah, I liked like the, his first night there when he realized he couldn't sleep. He roams the halls being a ghost, moaning, trying to keep them awake because he's being an asshole. Like he's being unpleasant. Yeah, he's- he's Um, yes until nelson hits him in the head with his cane. but then we fast forward what like maybe i think it was on his 13th day so he's not even been there for two full weeks that's when the psychic comes in and he learns that may doesn't like her desdemona yes may doesn't like her she doesn't like may it's a whole thing and so he decides like i'm gonna fuck with this psychic because of may like i'm gonna get a little vengeance for may because hugo's not letting her (laughs) throw this woman out (laughs) um I loved that. I was like, so clearly that May is your yeah. friend. Are we going to admit that May has become your friend? That you like people. <laughs> like, it's a bit of a process for him, but he does change in his own ways. And like,
2: yeah, and that yeah. that story is connected to that little girl Leah I was talking about because mm-hmm. Desdemona had like yep. basically tricked Nancy into this mm-hmm. fake séance that she was able to. Oh, I I can connect yeah. you with. Leah in the real world and like, ah, yeah. mm-hmm. but I also like it the takes fact a that a bunch it, of her money. Yeah, I also liked that that was like the reverse of um, the reverse of those tr- con cons men and tricksters and mediums in the real world as so well. Like we can connect you to the living. Yeah. Like, and- <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I enjoyed that it was, you, you know dealing with the stages of grief Mm -hmm. and I guess I just expected it to be something that was going to make me like ugly cry in the end Mm. because I was like Wallace is dead this isn't like other books where it's like he's in a coma or like we think he's dead but really he's secretly off like in a coma somewhere it's always a coma (laughs) and Wallace is dead (laughs) and so I guess I was just like we're gonna have to deal with you know falling in love after death and uh yeah yeah that's gonna be hard and i don't know i don't know him getting a second chance i just
2: they, yeah so the, there's a timeline of events um so there are other people there obviously in in the coffee shop and one of them it's a tea house. A tea house. One of the yeah, I'm, I'm always gonna say it's
0: four Hugo would not On appreciate you. That's true. That it's tea uh, and not so
2: coffee. one of one of the guys uh who's there, um I think it's Alan. Alan, is, yep. Basically has an episode where he sees somebody that reminds him of the person who killed him in real life, and he starts messing with them, and the manager, all powerful manager, pops down and says, Right, no, you're gone, right? and forces yep. him to move on, basically doing the job of a reaper, um, saying you've had enough time. And at that point, is that the point where he gives the timeline, he's mm-hmm. like, you've got X amount of time, you've got one week left or whatever. Yeah, seven days. That's yeah. why, that's where I was a little bit like, surely the manager who is effectively on and can see everything, surely he sees the burgeoning connection between Hugo and Wallace. And yeah. if he's she allowing, if he's allowing Nelson to stay,
1: he explains it. He, he explains why Nelson was allowed to stay and why Wallace has to continue on.
0: That he can't distract his ferryman from doing his job. Yeah,
1: Nelson doesn't distract. The... He helps.
0: Right, Wallace and Apollo too. Yes. Yeah. So he doesn't want Apollo helps Wa- with
1: his panic attacks.
0: Yes, he doesn't want Wallace to be a distraction. So he needs to go. Yeah. that saying I agree. I don't agree. <laughs> no, but this is this is the reason he gives home yeah. yeah.
2: But what I'm saying is, do do you guys believe the reason?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: The manager is the black and white. Here's the outline of the yeah. universe. Here is where we're point A, we're trying to get to point B, blah 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 yeah. blah.
0: He likes order. And
1: takes out it's all reason and order, no emotions yeah. allowed.
0: Does yeah. not care about these feelings. So they had the, for each other.
2: So the manager is Wallace from real life.
0: I mean, like, I genuinely thought
1: this would end with Wallace becoming the new manager.
2: Oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> or, like, become an A manager in training or something like that, because he loves order and reason so much that it was like, oh, okay, so event- he's going to get some kind of promotion or, like, because the manager missed the husk thing, like, blah, blah, blah. And... Like, that's the way I expected this to go. Did I really expect Wallace to disappear or die? No.
2: Megan Griffin? That's exactly what I thought was going to happen in this book. (laughs) I thought that Wallace was established in real life to be an asshole boss, asshole manager, who only did what was right for the company, i.e., let's go back to that girl at the beginning. As far as he saw it, the way he considered it, the mother was no longer working for the company. Therefore, the scholarship which was awarded by the company shouldn't go to the child that is the exact same logic of Wallace needs to move on he's distracting the person despite the fact that there is clearly a relationship forming between them they're clearly linked and i thought that it was going to be as you said may had certain skills and wallace had certain skills in real life and or sorry not wallace and hugo had certain skills and wallace's skill was being an asshole manager and i did I, so i wasn't sure what was going to happen to them manager capital T-H-E, to have him replace him. But I thought that's what was going to happen, is that Wallace was going to fill in that role. And I don't understand why at the end, he was just like, yeah, you can go
1: back. Same. Like, I feel like this book had a good idea and blah, blah, blah. And he hit a point where he was like, oh, that's right. I can't just write fluffy romance the whole time and I can't write about grieving the whole time. Like, there has to be actually a plot because I do feel like This plot is kind of a thin thing all the way through, like the husks. There's little bits throughout, but this entire book is like, it's just fluffy romance, which is fine. Like, I'm not knocking that in anything, but you get to the last chapter or two and it's like, oh, that's right. We have to have a story. We have to wrap this up somehow. And it's like, you made an attempt. I enjoyed it. I'm just really frustrated that this entire book is about grief and that you wasted your life in a way. And yet he gets another chance. And this is coming from someone who has had how many extra chances at life? Like I get it. I get the hypocrisy. Let's be real. (laughs) I enjoyed the romance. I didn't care for the story. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I really liked the aspect of Wallace saving Cameron, right? Uh And going out of his way to learn from Cameron and how other people hadn't done that before. So when he goes out and he, like, so he senses Cameron wants his help, right? And he discovers that Cameron had been. Treated badly by the bad reaper. I see I sound like I'm talking about quantum Leap now. The bad jumper.
0: But <laughs> we reaper. didn't get the person's
1: name. No, yes. oh, that's so. why I just assumed it was Cameron no, for a bit. So
2: the, the the bad Reaper had been a real asshole and had effectively scared Cameron off, which is why he ran off and disintegrated. And then Wallace gives up his connection. So there's a tether a connection like that stops him from Floating away or or leaving. And he gives it up to save Cameron. And I thought that was lovely. But it also... I was like... It felt like one of those strange... Just also for people listening. I absolutely fucking love this book. And when we're talking about this at the end, I would read this again. And I would wholeheartedly recommend this to everybody. So if this sounds like I'm coming down hard on it, I don't mean it to this. Uh, But it felt like it felt like we were watching beastly the beauty and the beast version was like you have to find somebody who loves you or will sacrifice yourself for, within yeah. 21 days and oh my god wallace just sacrificed himself hasn't he really turned a new leaf and that yeah, felt like like a weak story point to me in an otherwise yep. wonderfully written book
0: so i did have a follow-up question about the hus like because i same thing love the book especially love that part where he saves cameron um i love that when he first connected with with cameron when we realized he realized that cameron was still in there um that that stayed with him and that he wanted to help him so clearly this is new wallace i would also go back and argue that still taking away the scholarship does not make any sense because of the date that that girl applied for it she was eligible because her mom worked there unless the terms were her mom had to continue working there her entire way through school that should not be taken away from her (laughs) But anyway.
2: Yeah. No, no, no. Um, I, right. Sorry, I'm not defending that. That's obviously an asshole move. What I'm saying is from the point of view of Wallace, the dickhead at the beginning, he thinks he's in the right there. He's not. I he's would argue right. that
0: he oh, should sure, to think about it legally because if the terms were not that mom had to continue working there, she could potentially sue them for taking it away from her daughter. But he died, uh, so he oh, doesn't yeah, have to I worry
2: mean, about that. Nope. Lawyer Wallace probably knows what he's doing. I'll
1: be i'll be right back i really have to pee sorry
0: Okay. <laughs> but it, stephanie um, you can
2: continue with your your point you were making there
0: yeah so cameron oh yeah my follow-up question after books. cameron yes after he's yes after he saved after the end when wallace was also made a reaper and it talks briefly about how the manager will bring husks to the house and sometimes wallace saves them sometimes it's may how like is the act of saving not to just put the like hook thing into them yeah or just to, to
2: reattach it? them that's what i assumed as well because that's all that wallace does so right and also this has been going on for we can assume maternity or the a long point like the husks the whole yeah. crossing over How has nobody ever tried before? Like, and
0: like, it it just doesn't
2: seem to make sense. Like, what was special about Wallace? I
0: guess I would argue that I wouldn't, if a ghost is in their tea shop or whatever their version of the tea shop is and they're like coming to terms with and once they're ready to ascend they're probably not necessarily thinking about the husks especially if they didn't go outside if they didn't run away and didn't see them they're just like oh i'm gonna go up and i'm gonna unhook and i'm gonna go through that door
2: (laughs) that's it right so this is my my take on it this is this is what was annoying me or not annoying me about it but Mm -hmm. we're in an afterlife which implies eternity and we have people moving on to the next realm and that Mm -hmm. implies a heaven right uh and it implies omnipotence from the manager or the person above the manager, depending on who it was. Let's say the manager is an angel and uh, does an omnipotent person above them, right? How did they not know how the husks work?
0: Yeah. And see, that's... They don't care. It could just be that they don't care. Because but... what what Hugo is told is that they lose all their humanity and there's none of them left inside. They're a husk. They're like a shell of themselves. okay. But I still have questions about how, <laughs> like Megan, what I brought up was like having questions about how they save the husks after Wallace is made a reaper okay,
1: because the, it yeah. says something
0: like he saves them sometimes or sometimes it's May who does the saving. But is the act of saving not just putting the hook into them, the one that connects to Hugo?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. I is it that that saved him? Is just the hook transfer? That
2: so yeah I think right. that's what it was because I mean what what it, like the alternative is that it was some sort of special sacrifice from Wallace that saved them and right. if they're and we go back to them continuing to save husks at the end are they always making a special sacrifice like it it seems like it's just reattaching a hook was the thing which is why I, when you were um gone there Megan I was saying how how did an angel, which we'll take the manager to be, and the person above the angel, a god, how were they not aware how their own afterlife rules work? That they were shocked that, oh, you were able to save a husk?
1: I mean, I think they are, but I think it genuinely is as if, like, you are in charge of so many different aspects of universe that you just don't care about this little thing that isn't working correctly because everything else is for now. I don't know. Or maybe it is some kind of, like, the husks are people that chose to not continue into the afterlife, so why not? Et cetera, et cetera. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well, as, like, the manager says, it's beyond your comprehension, so...
1: I mean, also true.
2: Hmm. So, coming down to the last decision, uh, which I like it, because it makes a nice, happy ending to the book, I still don't understand why the manager changes his mind. Like it's also incomprehensible to me why he suddenly goes, you can, no, you're not distracting him anymore. Surely he'd be distracting him more.
1: <laughs> no, because now he's a reaper, so he now helps.
0: That's true. He helps his plan of order, maybe, bringing yeah. these husks, which I still, I do agree with you, Ollie. that I was expecting way more husks to be around and that it shouldn't be super hard to find them, but instead the manager has right? to bring them the yeah. husks
1: that. yeah I was hoping it would be some kind of like they get to travel and stuff now you know nope. but nope poor which I guess is stuck
0: that helps with the whole thing of like because the, the manager says to all okay yes you're alive again but your old life like you are officially dead in the eyes of the entire world so you can't ever go back to like wherever you lived you can't see your fam or your ex-wife or your friend or well, he, he didn't have any friends you can't see any right. you can't go back and see anybody that you knew from before and he's fine with that so I guess that kind of helps with that that because they can't travel to go find the husks. There's no risk of him getting caught in that sense. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So the question that has been on my mind all this week which is in part because of this and in part because of several other things. Do you believe more in free will or in fate?
2: Like in, you in believe general? believe there's
1: an organized plan? Yeah.
2: Oh, free will.
1: You know? So you'd believe everything's a coincidence?
2: A hundred percent. I, I, PhD in physics, Megan. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that somebody had a divine plan that led to us being involved in any way, shape, or form. It, 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 we are lucky to exist, and I mean, it's a one in bajillion, jillion, 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 jillion chance that it happened, and
1: <laughs> and that's a coincidence.
2: And it's all a coincidence. I, I to put things into <laughs> to put things into even more context, right? So, Earth is in a little range called the Goldilocks zone where um, we are f- close enough to the sun for us to be warm, but we're far enough away for water to be in a lev- uh, like at, it, it, as liquid, um, as, at, sorry, at liquid liquid state. So we're not at too high a temperature for that to ha- occur. Um, Earth shouldn't be here yeah. for a planet our size. We shouldn't be in this range. And around about, I'm trying to remember what the exact I don't need to be the fact 2.8 billion years ago, two other planets crashed into each other, changing the gravitational field that was affecting Earth, and Earth was pushed closer to the sun. But for a planet our size, huh. we shouldn't actually be where we are. And that is just a random coincidence where two massive rocks collided with each other and changed the gravitational field of that. Now, I don't think that somebody was sitting there and goes like, Hmm, maybe I should play Marvels with these planets. And it's <laughs> like,
1: what I, I know. I was like, poke. Yeah. And, what's with L health?
2: And people will say there's a difference between being atheist and being agnostic. I, not that we want to get into this debate, but um, agnostic is open to the idea that God was, uh, there might be a God that exists. There might be. Yeah. yeah. And again, I'm totally open to the other day. I could 100% be wrong. But there's absolutely zero evidence to it. And I don't believe in any of the fate, etc. And I know that makes me sound like a real Wallace. But sometimes... <laughs> no, no,
1: your your thoughts are your thoughts. but You're not unpleasant. Eh, no. Sometimes. Well, <laughs> I feel like I need a maid to be like, May, give Ollie a hug. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> love I those Since theme. I can't. I can't give Ollie a hug right now.
2: I get loads Got of that. hugs. I'm fine
1: fine i won't send you a special hug then fuck you too jeez <laughs> listen, i get loads of hugs I don't, going, hug. I don't need your hug i'm going to accept your special, special hug, hug. Megan.
2: i've accepted nope, it. no no
1: nope. listen I've your heard, hug has I, been nope, accepted no nope.
2: god nope. damn it it was begrudgingly it. accepted megan
1: i rescinded it oh
2: now, now who's the wallace
1: you make me a wallace <laughs> <laughs> oh no definitely do you believe in,
2: what about- in faith or or um free will
0: free will yeah i just i have a hard time with the idea of it being a grand plan i feel like there's too much that just no i think and then it just it turns into the like the religion thing for me i'm definitely That's a lapsed fair. catholic no longer practicing That's like fair.
2: wait sorry just, just uh, couldn't stick with it just now that you mentioned a disclaimer, as a man who works in a place which is um, you know, still deeply connected to Catholic Church, I obviously believe in God 100%. Uh, real, real sound guy.
0: Real I sound guy.
1: I have multiple people who work for Catholic schools that don't believe in God.
2: Not me, though.
0: <laughs> nope, nope, that is exactly what that rant said. Oh, was it? It, wasn't a rant? <laughs> it was a uh, it, it got a little ranty at one point. So I was I wasn't mad at it. <laughs> I also like appreciated like the school lesson that also came yeah. with that answer too. Oh sorry, was that then. <laughs>
2: yeah. I slipped into physics I, teacher no, that was wild, I loved
0: yeah. it. No, honestly, I legit yeah, loved it. Was great. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, I truly believe in both. I, I truly believe in signs and fate and I truly believe in free will. I believe the universe can go, this is what you're supposed to do and you can go, thank you, I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> I looked Megan. I, I drew up
2: some signs there, Alice, for the people she listening. Did. It was like...
0: Double finger. <laughs> Loved it.
1: <laughs> I just, there's so much that is, I, 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 I am not religious at all, but there are so many different ways I should have died that I just can't believe it's a coincidence that I didn't
2: i i right so as a a person who's not religious at all right i am genuinely interested in if i'm wrong what happens afterwards Mm -hmm. like i truly like yeah because in in my head you will
1: all burn in hell and that's okay
2: in my head it's just darkness right and it's over and there's no consciousness anymore but i am genuinely interested to find out what i would end up saying at the gates of heaven if I end up there I'm <laughs> like
3: well
1: I wasn't that bad yeah. like uh. I don't believe in afterlife at all
2: no I don't I, I, I would I see it comes down to it comes down to experience and how like I because I don't think I was ever open to that idea and any reports I've come across from it have been wishy-washy and then I spent a lot of my time as a uh, like a lot of my time in my twenties and, and early thirties when I was studying a lot more, just being a real asshole about it as well. Like if there isn't evidence, how am I supposed to? And like I, I truly am fascinated by people who have really strong faith that this is all real, and I, I wish I was more like that. But I find it's a lot easier to have faith in things that you can prove. If I can prove it with a maths equation, it's even
0: better. Oh, I like that. And I also feel very much the same. I find like, cause my thoughts on what happens when you die is the same as yours. Like darkness, there's nothing, which I find fucking terrifying. I wish I believed in yeah. <laughs> something more. And I would like for it to be something kind of similar to this book. There doesn't seem to be a heaven or hell is moving on to the next. We get to see when Cameron ascends, we hear, we don't get to see what he sees, but we get to hear him. And he is clearly reunited with his love. Um, same no. thing when we see Nelson, like it, it, clearly back with the people that you love and the environment yeah. that you want to be in. Um, and I find that very comforting. Comforting. So I just wish that I believed in something like that. And I, I prefer this version of the afterlife to the whole heaven and hell, Catholic yeah. Christian thing. <laughs> so,
2: Megan, what about you? How do you? What do you feel will happen when we we move on?
1: Uh this got a really deep conversation
2: profession. it's nice i know
1: well i mean it's death and afterlife i mean you know we could talk about romance or we could talk about the serious stuff <laughs> no um i believe in reincarnation for the most part um i also for a long time really liked the idea of like a the next level uh, there's a book called The History of the Dead and I don't actually really like this book but I had similar visions of afterlife and that's the best way I can explain it which is like everybody dies the dies goes into a city and you live in that city and your next life essentially until everybody who knows knew you dies and then you move on to the next stage which for me would be reincarnation yeah. but basically like you live in a, an area until everybody you know and love died and then We'll move on together, kind of thing.
2: Well, can I ask you a question about the reincarnation? Sure. Right. I um, and I, I promise you, I don't mean this in like, a, oh, gotcha, kind of stuff. Do I
1: mean you're fine? No, uh,
2: because sometimes when you ask questions like that, people who who are, have faith or are, in, are into that stuff, um, can. I can don't like have
1: doing... faith. I just struggle to believe that there is nothing in the afterlife
2: when people are reincarnated do you think they retain any knowledge of the previous life
1: <sighs> the side of me that loves ghosts and things like that absolutely hmm. the side of me that actually truly thinks about afterlife and religion and things like that i don't know yeah i'm not religious i would like to point out that like at best um, grandfather clock theory, where like someone created the universe and then was like, "All right, you're done. Go have fun." Because
2: uh, the reason I ask about the the reincarnation thing and the, the past lives is the way I've always thought about reincarnation is if you don't learn from the first life and the second life and the third life, what's the point of going back? Like what? Like if you're you're reincarnated, you eventually again,
1: become a buggy. And then you get squished. <laughs> and then you get squished.
2: <laughs> okay, all right. So well, you you're, do you're... progressively
1: like you you start at a point and then you either get better or you get worse. Like and eventually you become a, a bug. I think that's what I learned. It's yeah. more like I'm having visions of like seventh grade right now. Yeah. Like sitting in social studies in seventh grade, but like I that is the like loosest way I understand reincarnation, I guess. I just, I guess for me, like one and done, feels pointless. Yeah,
2: there was an England football manager named Glenn Hoddle, and he, um, he w- believes in reincarnation, and he ended up losing his job because they asked him about reincarnation in an interview one day because he was like outspoken about it, and he said something along the lines of people who are in wheelchairs or people who are born with disabilities. Oh, no are being punished for their previous life.
1: No, I don't agree with
2: no, that. No, obviously I'm not speaking. you're not an asshole, right? Um but no. damn. I've always wondered about people who are into reincarnation in that level who think that that's connected. What how do you get to that? Like what 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 part of reincarnation do you believe in where somebody is then going? It's a it's a sums and balances thing and you've come down on the negative side. So we're punishing you in the next life like i don't like that kind of thing is what always has put me off the idea of reincarnation um i love the the zen idea of you can be born like i'm a Hmm. blade of grass in my next life that sounds nice
1: well like have you watched all of the good place
2: i've Mm -hmm. watched most of the good place
1: i feel like how they restructure the afterlife was kind of like well, they have you redo it every time, but it's like you're redoing it in the afterlife. But for me it's like they just like instead your final test is you go back and keep trying, I guess. Is that kind of yeah. mindset until eventually, you know, you make it on and then you
0: become particles of the wind. Yeah. That reminds me of okay, how much of Agents of Shield did you two watch? <laughs> okay. Uh okay.
2: We're going You're back. good.
0: A spoil away. Yep, spoil away. I'm
2: going to say I mean, conservatively seven advertisements I've never seen an episode Great
0: well there's since season one when Fitzsimmons they're stuck at the bottom of the ocean and they're like in a dire situation and they're talking about like what do you think happens when you die and they're both scientists like just very logical I don't think either one is religious um, one of them says she's talking about the law of conservation of energy I might be saying that wrong the idea that no energy is created. destroyed so when you die you become something else like a blade of grass or a star or a monkey or whatever
2: it is it's a principle uh, which means that in physics terms it's an unbreakable rule so a law uh, depending on how extreme you make the conditions can be broken i.e laws made to be broken Mm -hmm. But a principle can be broken. So if you break one of the principles, and there are six main ones, but if you break one of the principles, you break physics. Okay. And if you break physics, have... you'd break me. So <laughs> My brain would... I have a new life goal. <laughs> no, don't do it. Also, if you can... um, if The other thing you want to do if you want to break physics, if you can isolate a North Pole from a South Pole in terms of magnetism, you will absolutely... You would change the world. You, effectively, oh. all possibilities—I don't want to—are do off the table mm-hmm. at that point. So, oh, I've got an isolated north pole just... and no south pole with this magnet. All right, okay, you've literally just created unlimited energy for the rest of the universe. It's amazing. It
1: can't be done. Well, not... I just want to break Ollie. So no. That's the goal now.
2: <laughs> don't do that. <laughs>
0: I'm not being serious. But anyway,
2: yeah. Principle of conservation of energy.
0: Yeah. That's what, I think it's Simmons who says that that's what she believes happens. You just become something else. So not quite yeah. reincarnation. Like, you keep coming big, you can come back as anything. So. Also, a nice thought. If you because could, one done does seem a little like...
2: If you could come back, I just, what would you want to come back as?
1: A dog or a cat?
0: Ooh, a cat
1: like a house pet let's be real
0: a very nicely treated cat who just
1: lounges in the
0: sun all day
1: yes Hmm. well the human who understands boundaries
0: yeah (laughs) oh we talk all the time about how cats are consent teachers and emmy's gonna learn oh yeah Hmm. (laughs) oh yeah
2: oh yeah i'd like to be a a gazelle
0: Hmm. oh careful
2: just, yeah, well.
1: I know. Same. I had the same thought. Lions. Okay. <laughs> At first I was like, oh, nice. No, not nice. But just, like, you know,
2: but like a gazelle who, who, knows, we'll who knows what to what, <laughs> like, you know? He's like, better watch out for yeah. those lions.
0: Yeah, we'll be cats. Our cousins will eat. We'll try to eat you. So.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> there you go. We'll be like, no, 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 no. That's, that's our gazelle.
0: That's
2: all Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Leave that one alone. First of all, they're gonna try and eat this guy, but I am a majestic gazelle, right? They ain't catching me. <laughs> okay.
0: I like the confidence. I'm going. <laughs> One other thing that we didn't really talk specifically about with this book that I did want to bring up. Oh, this yeah. Book the book. Me, yeah, the book. This book made me laugh a lot. Like, I laughed very funny. a lot. Like, and I wasn't fully, I mean, we. I knew it was going to be a love story, and but the guy's dead. So I wasn't expecting to laugh a ton. That first time that he meets Nelson and thinks that he's Hugo. And he basically pulls the lawyer, like, you've made a mistake, like, this oh needs God, to be rectified. Yes. And he has him jumping up and down, repeating after him, like, as if that's what's going to turn him back into being alive. Killed me. Like, I was like, okay, so this is what we're in for with this book. I am a huge fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So many little moments like that, that were just very charming. A lot of yeah. them with Nelson, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, Nelson is just the grandfather we all need. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Nelson's Nelson's cool. Uh, how did you feel about Nelson? Yeah, uh, you know, that's it. we more spoiling about Nelson moving on at the end. It made
1: sense. It like, did. Yeah, I knew it was coming. I was a little upset. Apollo moved on. Let's be
2: real. Yeah, I mean, but like, Apollo with Nelson is a good combo.
0: Yeah, not by himself. Like he wasn't by himself. I was okay with it. I also liked that um, when he decides that it's time, he turns himself into like the younger version of him and Wallace is like oh, you were saying the older version because that's how Hugo knew you and I was just like oh god my heart yeah. okay. so back to the other way of crying instead of laughing
2: <laughs> okay yeah. uh, guys what did you think of the book overall
0: I loved it it was good yeah.
2: do you want to give it a star rating Stephanie
0: oh I gave it five even with my questions about the husks and the, the how exactly they saved them I was fine with it <laughs> I gave it a five. Megan, (laughs) I gave
1: it a four. It was, I mean, it. I enjoyed it. It's a good romance story. Don't think too hard about the actual story.
2: Yeah, Um, I gave it a five. I, I absolutely, thought it was great. And sometimes you you just turn off the part of your brain that goes, "Let's get deep into." it. We do it here, and we talk about it a lot. Like, (laughs) uh, but it's the same with the uh, the Mia mia p Manasala novels like sometimes you can just go oh, i'm living in this and a story about <laughs> death like this that's like just really comforting like it was yeah. just it was like every time I, I picked it up um sorry i didn't pick it up i was listening to it in the earphones because i the audiobook and i would get into bed and normally they'd listen to asmr and i was listening to this and i like, just like really nice really lovely story really nice people, really nice characters, yes a lot of this doesn't make sense but it doesn't need to, it's just I, I genuinely enjoyed it Um, and I recommend, I've read uh, House in the Cerulean Sea as well and I would recommend that greatly as well. it's it's such a similar vein it's just, you know, sometimes you come across a writer it's just like, it's like a warm hug this book,
1: and that's what it's like yes. yeah, I'm agree. interested to Read in the lives of puppets to see if it's a similar vibe or if it's not.
2: Is that yeah, the most recent? I assume
1: so. Yeah, it just came out in April. It's a retelling of a po- uh, Pokemon, of a Pinocchio retelling. Okay.
0: I will have to give that one a. That one and the house on the-, on the Cerulean Sea. Yes. Yeah. I have to give them a chance. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. So. What are you all reading next that's not for the podcast? That's
1: a good fucking question. <laughs> Ollie, what are you reading?
2: I am um, going to read... Uh, what's the next one in my Gemmel list? Uh, so I'm going to read uh, Echoes of the Great Song, which is a standalone okay. um, David Gemmel novel, And it is... It's, again, a long time since I read it. I read it when it first came out. I still have my original hardback that I bought, and I think it was the first hardback I bought with my own money. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, it was, and I think I, I still have that original one, um, and I'm looking forward cool. to reading it. And it's set in the distant future. I'm trying best to best describe it. It's like something has happened, and Earth has toppled, and civilization has kind of gone a little bit weird, and there are a race of like godlike people and a race of like less or people and it's set in our future but also it's got very vague like Roman and kind of feel to it like and it's uh yeah, I remember it being a brilliant book and again, I haven't read it in twenty years and I I'm sure again I'd probably end up fucking crying because David Gamble does it to me every goddamn time and now <laughs> as I'm getting older I'm like, oh stop this damn you Gemmel. Um uh and also I'm I'm going to read another uh Clyde Barker novel. Um this one's called The Book of Blood, I think. So I'm going to read that one. And uh yeah, that's the that's the only two I've got on my plate at the minute. I would probably end up reading a couple of the books because Megan has shamed me into thinking that
1: uh, Oh my god. <laughs> that
2: two to three books is just like an underwhelming month, apparently. <laughs>
0: gotta stay at five or six now I'll five or six, as, six, as, six a, as a minimum so <laughs> as a minimum
1: <laughs> you know i feel like i read a lot and then i look at other people and i like have a friend that reads almost a book a day minimum and i don't understand
2: okay what. megan you do read a lot right I, I know you said i feel like i read a lot you do you do you do absolutely Just i do
1: feel like i read a lot no. but like Uh, so I I am rereading No Country for Old Men next month because Red has been listening to some stuff about Cormac McCarthy and that made me want to reread Cormac McCarthy. Uh, and then I'm also going to read the third book of The Good Girl's Guide to Murder because gotta finish out that series. What else I'm gonna read? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I got lattes and legends.
2: Okay. I don't know. You said you got lattes and legends.
1: I did get like in the book. Savage legends. book. It's a. It's <laughs> just
2: like the coziest of cozy mystery fantasy stuff. Like, oh really? And it's just really nice. Yeah. So, oh, it's the best way to describe lattes and legends. Uh,
1: Have you read it?
2: Yeah. Well, I talked to you about it before.
1: Oh, I thought you were just like, hey, there's this book. It's no, I was trying to.
2: I, that's what I was saying I was So, Travis Baltry is the guy. He he does. Um, he usually reads like he's um an audio narrator, and he was narrating a lot of like fantasy fantasy, like, you know, oh, dude, stabs dude with sword. He was like, what happens? What if if people just write about the people who run the inn? So it's just a story about like an inn stroke. I'm going to say a coffee shop, but this is not really a coffee shop, but an inn and the people who work there and adventurers coming in and like, just, it's nice. It's just a really lovely story. And there's a sequel coming
1: yeah that i did see yeah ollie is making me read a freaking series Jeez, well first of all not making here. you
2: read anything
1: he's over here like you should read the series but i'm not gonna tell you it's a series <laughs> what are we reading next what are we reading next for the podcast stephanie uh, let's see <laughs> okay
0: all right so i'm gonna try to finish fortunes of jaded women damn it is that the name of the book I started this. It was one of the my books of the month that I've had sitting there forever. Fortunes of Jaded Women. It's about this okay. Vietnamese family where their ancestor was cursed many years ago um, because she had the audacity to leave her unhappy marriage for love, and so she got cursed to for that their family to never find love or happiness and to only have daughters. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> i was Worst. like, well, this feels super rude. So I'm gonna read. My, so I started that. Um, I'm finish okay. that. I'm not entirely sure if I'll get another book in. I think I will. I'm almost done. But aside from that, for JBC, we're all going to be reading The Other Black Girl by Zakiya Delilah Harris. Another book I've had forever. Just, yeah. So, yep. I'm glad we're going to take this (laughs) off so I can take one more off my list. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Do you guys have them, um, like, saved as like it, your audiobooks you just have, just have them taken up like space on your phone or no.
0: no I mean I actually one of the books we talked about possibly doing has been on my Kindle forever mm. and I didn't know it until I went to search and when I just I looked at Amazon to read the the synopsis super quick and it was like you bought this in January of 2021 I was like oh, okay <laughs> but for the most part I have a lot of physical books sitting on a shelf on a designated shelf or two <laughs> out there yeah and then a running list of things i want to read that i haven't gotten yet
1: yeah no i delete audiobooks once i've read them from my phone i mean they exist in my co- library
0: yeah. cloud whatever yeah. but yeah cool. All right anyone have anything they'd like to plug
2: um no i was on an episode i mentioned earlier of media evil where we talked about the Legend of Vox Machina Season 2 um, And it's really good and really interesting And usually on the interstitial Bits when I'm on an episode of Judging by Covers, or not Judging by Covers Of um, Of Medieval I sing the the headings <laughs> Of it, so it's like uh, Fabula Nostra, and I'm not very good at this So I'm not even certain If Sarah's listening to this yet I got the choir in my school to sing them And record it to them so if oh you happen God. to listen to that What's episode up? when you get to the point where it's meant to be an interstitial you're changing topics it's like a group of my school kids going like and like it's layered Amazing. on top of each other and I think it sounds really good so if you happen to be listening to it even if you just listen for that bit in particular there's one that happens at like 14 minutes and 53 seconds that actually sounds really good <laughs> like, so.
1: I love that that's so great I will say I think Ollie's episode or the start of Ollie's guest premiering on Welcome to Reddington starts in June, but we'll probably talk about it more next episode. because awesome. I think it's later June. Yeah, how
2: how good is it?
1: Where Ollie? I Ollie literally haven't heard. Uh, not gonna lie, like I actually I say that I think it's gonna be July because I just realized we haven't released seven four yet. So you got two mysteries of seven, and then an eight point five, and then all his appearance in mystery eight. I can't where wait. He plays a Boston police officer. I have the
2: best Boston accent you've ever heard because you're hearing it right now, and it is... <laughs> 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 I literally think I tried for one sentence and went not happening. This is not happening. I was like, I get out and get in the car, and then I went, nope. <laughs>
0: don't blame me as someone from massachusetts i do not blame you for not (laughs) i wouldn't try to i'd probably do like one sentence also and be like i'm good i'm good (laughs)
1: isn't it just dropping r's from everything i don't know i'll go watch that commercial where chris evans pulls out his boston accent
0: yeah he's the only one i'm not mad at it for yeah Yeah. okay (laughs) all right well we'll be back next month i'm excited to hear what we all watch in the meantime how many books we all get through in the next?
1: <laughs> i read none i'm fucking not reading anything no, i give up i'm gonna
2: read less than no, you no, you read no. none and i'm gonna read minus one i'm gonna remove a book from my memory and you're gonna be like ollie what did you think of this book And i'll be like i've never even heard of that writer <laughs>
0: And with that, we will close out. We will see you next month with the other black girl.
2: I'm going to ask Megan so many advice questions. Uh,
1: (laughs) You're going to what? I'm going to ask you for advice so
2: many times this month.